G'day. You're listening to The Misadventures of Bo Hogart and the Brilliant Blue-Eyed Woman. My name's Vic, plume.com. Chapter 6, Slick Dick. Enjoy. The club bar was expansive and dimly lit in red. The exposed rough brick walls displayed wagon wheels, old decorative farming implements and some browning rifles. It was early on a relatively quiet Las Vegas evening. A few drunken patrons stood at the bar, talking loudly over the jukebox songs they'd paid good money to ignore, while some others sat in the dining area, chewing their meals in time to Johnny Cash's trumpeting ring of fire. At a distant, isolated table, a man in his late thirties but looking close to fifty stood opposite a shapely peroxide blonde bombshell. He was six feet tall and wore black trousers, black pointed shoes, black slicked back hair drenched in grease and a deep red tie resting against a black long-sleeved shirt. The name Slick was embroidered in yellow on the lone pocket of his shirt, with the word oil inexplicably omitted. Would you like a drink? The greasy man said, smirking while taking a seat. It's warm in here and you look hot, babe. His slap had been so brutal and sudden it impaled her and her dignity to the wall, like an inattentive prison guard at a javelin throwing competition. You can't keep slapping me any time you feel like it, Slick, the blonde bombshell said, pushing off the wall and taking a seat. So, little Miss Amy, if I slapped you when I didn't feel like it, would you stop complaining? I think not, he said, answering himself, his widening smirk warping the deep vertical scar that ran from the bottom of his cheek and directly over his left eyeball, now permanently blinded and glazed over with an opaque film rated one star out of five and not recommended viewing. His face featured a long, sharp, bent nose and a chin that jutted out, curving upward, slightly to the right, like a dark green witch from the Wizard of Odd. His teeth were stained a yellowish brown and his one functioning eyeball, coloured dark brown, was turned slightly inward. His overinflated ego and vanity made him take painful pride in his greasy, slicked back hair. So much so he'd exhaust mirrors and reflective windows wherever he went. Amy's peroxide blonde hair was cut just short enough to stop tight curls forming. Instead, an attractive swathe of crescent shapes neatly hugged her head like a human bird of paradise. Her eyes, a deep emerald green like a jungle leopard, leapt out from behind a stunning semi-cherubic olive-skinned face. Her delicate nose sat above voluptuous scarlet lips, but Amy wasn't tall and elegant. Her legs and body were muscular and shapely, like most accomplished dancers. At just five feet four inches, she was a luscious athletic powerhouse who looked like she could use her legs to easily bend any vertical metallic perch she performed on, if she so chose. Amy was 20 years old and had an inner strength and determination she hadn't yet realised. You're gonna go too far one day, Slick. 
Ah, oh, well, cry me a river, baby, mocked the sick slick. If you got an issue, grab yourself a tissue. Don't ever hit me again or... Oh, fucking what? Amy's necklace beeped. It's time, Slick, she said, looking down into a chasm of prospective doom. Slick grunted and, using his cell phone, sent off a code that would ensure Amy's life for another short duration. De-stress, mistress, he whined. I'm building a bridge and if you don't get over it, I'll be throwing you over the fucking edge. Looking up and into his milky eye, Amy was repulsed. How could she have been so foolish? As Slick's eyes narrowed, his mouth formed a tight circle. I've had enough of your shit, Amy. And I've had enough of that fucking fat pig uncle of yours. Time's running out, and if he doesn't get his fat ass in the gear, he's about to get some bad news about his darling fucking daughter. But you told me Uncle Lou said you'd have the money as soon as he could get hold of it, without raising suspicion. No, babe, Slick said, feigning devotion like a caring partner. We'll have the money. He truly was a warped nut. It's you and me, babe. You know that. I'm doing this for us. Leaning over the table, he grabbed Amy's chin, digging his fingers in hard, forcing her to face him. That porky pig uncle of yours is running out of time, sweetheart. And you know that ain't good for Auntie Lena. Okay, Slick, Amy said, feigning submissiveness. I'll help in any way I can to get you the money. I'm sure it's on its way. Good girl, said the newly energised Slick, his greasy grin displaying a slimy white salival paste rendered in each corner of his mouth, his woolly mammoth-sized ego running wild across the empty plains of his mind. Maybe we can go and visit Auntie Lena when we get back, but you'll have to be nice to me first, if you know what I mean. Slick's comment, and Slick in general, sickened Amy to her core, but she showed no sign of repulsion. Staying strong was imperative. Lena hadn't eaten for days, but if Amy could get on Slick's good side, she might be able to bring her some food and fresh water. And then you can make pizza again for dinner, Slick urged, a bubble of froth expanding and popping from one corner of his salivating mouth. Okay, it'd be my pleasure, Amy said, standing up, impatient to leave. Let's go. No, he growled with mock indignation. Amy flinched and sat back down. Pretending to be submissive wasn't going to be easy. I'll tell you when it's time to go, little Miss Amy. His smarmy smirk returned and Amy couldn't help but look away. Look at me, babe. Look at me, he teased. Amy turned to face him, avoiding his milky eye by focusing on his eyebrow. Okay, now it's time to go. As Dolly Parton's and Kenny Rogers' Islands in the Stream wailed from the jukebox, they both stood, their chairs' legs reverberating loudly on the slate floor. Amy began walking toward the exit, but Slick stood steadfastly by the table, clicking his fingers, signalling her to come to his side like an obedient sheepdog. Amy complied. Back at the house, Amy complied again until he fell asleep. When his breathing turned to a light snore, she eased herself off the bed, tiptoed unsteadily around to his bedside table, and took out two sleeping pills from the container. She desperately wanted to shower and scrub away Slick's greasiness from her person, but the four sleeping pills he regularly forced her to take before bed were overpowering her. 
Instead, she hid the two pilfered pills in the ensuite and went and lay gently on the bed. Slick groaned and rolled over, unconsciously laying his slimy, grease-laden head on her breasts. Lying rigidly, as if a rat had jumped onto her chest, Amy waited a moment, then carefully lifted his head and dropped it back onto his pillow. Slick's good eye opened briefly, semi-consciously checking all was in order. He then rolled over, putting his back to Amy, and resumed snoring. Amy closed her eyes and quietly sighed. Her necklace beeped. Just once. You have now reached the end of Chapter 6.